Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys, to another special edition here of Sebi's Podcast. As you guys know, this is my live podcast that I do all the time. The greatest thing created since television. We're back at it. Last week, we did an Eastern Conference preview. Now we go to arguably the toughest conference in the NBA, the Wild Wild West, the Western Conference Finals. Myself, a special guest star, Angel Ferreira, all the way from Lincoln, Nebraska. We're going to go ahead and dissect and pick our top eight teams to make this year's NBA playoffs in the Western Conference. What's going on, my man, Angel? Yo, Sebi, what's good? Real quick, did you just say that your podcast was the best thing since television? That's precisely correct. <laughs> I, I did, I guess. What's up? <laughs> what What's going on? What's going on? How, how is it out there in Lincoln? It's good, man. It's actually kind of nice right now. The weather is, uh, is, is beautiful, but uh, just getting ready for classes, but having time to beat my friends in 2K. I know, I know what you know how that feels like, bro. I, I remember giving you those whoopings. Okay, okay. You're disclosing too much information for the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we'll dive off already into um, the content here in the Western Conference. The biggest storyline in the narrative that's coming into this season in the West is the arrival of LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of our generation. Um, no what, what was your intake when uh, LeBron joined the Lakers? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I'm still in shock. Like, I get it. There's no better colors for a king than purple and gold. But at the same time, like, the Lakers, Bron? I, I feel you, I guess. You know, you're trying to do moves for your family. He's uh, he's doing a lot this offseason, as you know, with uh, that school and just, like, what seems like 100 documentaries. And I know he's wasting no time out there in Hollywood. But uh, I think... I think the problem with the Lakers right now, and I wouldn't even call it a problem, is just this weird supporting cast. You know what I mean? Like, I know they got ballers. I know Rondo, Beasley, my boy Lance, make them dance, Stevenson, can put in work. But at the same time, it's all about coagulation. We got to see how that's going to work, how they go gel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with you with that, um, is uh, the uncertainty of what type of supporting cast is going to be around LeBron James? Because um, Magic Johnson himself, I've already said, this is going to be a three-year plan. So they don't expect instant gratification and, you know, at least win the West this year. So they understand this is a process. So you hit it right on the bat there. Yeah. And honestly, it's because of that, that uh, I don't know if you want to do the standings already, but I actually have the Lakers in the eighth spot. Ooh. Well, let's 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 dive on it there. Um, let, let, let's go ahead and hear your list, starting from eight up to one. Go right ahead. Okay, and the reason why I put the Lakers as no disrespect to you're right, arguably the greatest player of this generation. You know, I'm going to be talking about LeBron James to my children years to come. But honestly, the Western Conference is is big boy territory, and all these other teams that I have in front of the Lakers have proven themselves. You know what I mean? They know how to deal with Western Conference battles, those night-in, night-out bloodbaths. And I feel like the Lakers, they're going to have a little bit to prove. But, you know, when you have LeBron James on your team, there's no way you're not going to make the playoffs. Okay, okay. So uh, we've got the Lakers at eight. Um, Who do you have as number seven? 
at seven, drum roll, is the Nuggets. I think that the Nuggets, especially adding um, Michael Porter, what a steal. What a steal. Like you've told me, a young KD prospect in scoring. Um, Isaiah Thomas. They got rid of Kenneth Fareed, which kind of hurts, but I mean – you know, I, I've loved Kenneth Reed for a while, but he needs to get his minutes. He needs to to show people that he can hoop, and I think he's going to do that in Brooklyn. Uh, I feel like that's just more time for for Jokic and Millsap, um, Malt Murray, Gary, Gary Harris, Barton. I feel like they can really show. You know, they're better than the Timberwolves without a doubt. And they they got skimmed of that last that eighth seed, so right. especially at Isaiah right. Thomas, I think that it's going to be a, a a solid seven. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Last year they missed the playoffs by just one game, which is crazy. Oh, wow. So so okay, you've got Denver at seven, uh, not a bad pick. So who do you have in number six? Um, at six, the Memphis. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Pelicans. <laughs> the Pelicans. I have Anthony Davis's Pelicans flying high at number six because AD, it's every year. You know, every year we think he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. There's no ceiling on him. And I I believe that. You know, I believe that he can carry his team to the sixth seed despite losing DeMarcus' um, lame boy cousins. (laughs) And uh, picking up Jaheel Okafor, that guy has a lot to prove. Just today, I saw a photo of him on IG looking shredded, looking nice. You know what I mean? And 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 Drew Holiday is going to take off. Yeah, losing Rondo and DeMarcus is going to hurt. But I believe in Alvin Gentry. I believe in, in AD. And, uh, yeah, they, they definitely have something to prove. They have something to prove. Okay, okay. So you've got the Pelicans at six. Um, so we're, we're actually heading to the big boys now, the, the tier two teams in the West. Um, who you've got at number five? Ooh, one, two, three, four, five. I have the Spurs, believe it or not. Ooh, I have the Spurs. I believe that that mid-range killer, uh, DeMar DeRozan, is going to go in there and just play with some type of fury, some San Antonio specialty or something, bro. Him and Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay's looking really nice too, man. I'm super happy to see my boy Rudy Gay healthy and, and, and balling. He seems to already have a nice chemistry playing in the Drew League uh, this summer. That rookie, uh, what, what's the rookie's name? Lonnie here? Walker the fourth. Lonnie Walker, I feel like he's going to help too. The the key to the Spurs getting that fifth seat, honestly, is their bigs, their production in Pau and LaMarcus. You know, they're kind of old. They're kind of whatever. That's Spurs basketball for you. That's Spurs old man ball. You know what I'm saying? I think that, that LaMarcus and DeMar are going to do quite well and just destroy people in that mid-range. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting take right there. You've got the Spurs at five. Okay, now we go to the top four teams, um, which is always tough to pick in the wild, wild west. Who do you have as the fourth best team this upcoming season in the West? I'm actually so happy to say this team, and I think you already know who I'm talking about. I think about. I do. The, the team that I constantly be thrashing you on with 2K. Do you want to say it? 
Is it the Utah Jazz? It is the Utah Jazz, baby. You know what it is. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, my boy, Ricky Rubio. And with the addition of Grayson Allen, listen, hate on him all you want, but he's going to get buckets. He's going to play good defense. I like the kid a lot. And if Thabo Cephalosha comes back healthy, that's already perennial defense around the perimeter. And Donovan Mitchell, it was only his first year, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are going to see so much more of him to come. I love that guy. I love Quinn Snyder. Oh, my God. Quinn Snyder is definitely an underrated coach. What a brilliant coach. You know what I mean? And Derek Favors just re-signed. Joe Ingles is happy. I follow Joe Ingles, and he be drinking coffee every day, making fun of these other dudes. Like, that is my boy. That's my team. You know, no disrespect to the Orlando Magic, but I got to root for somebody in the playoffs. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's a a quality team at number four. So who, who do you got in number three? Oh, at number three, I got, <laughs> I got the OKC. I got Thunder, baby. I think you know Paul George. You know how I am with Paul George on the sticks, and I feel like him signing back with OKC says a lot about Russell Westbrook. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Russell Westbrook. I thought that he can be a ball hog, that he could be a bad teammate, but apparently not because if Paul George had an open, like, a green light to go to L.A. to hoop with Lonzo, to hoop with Braun. And he said, you know what? Nah, I, I got unfinished business here in OKC. Russell's been good to me. I'm tired of getting put, <laughs> tired of getting locked up by Joe Ingles. I, I, I think it's, it's time for OKC to do some moves, you know. And you don't need a big three. You don't. You got a nice two. You got a terrific two. I, I, hey, I trust it. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. I, I, I as well expect big things this year from the Thunder and that's not a bad team to put at three. So we we're down to our top two and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> who do you have as number two? It's, it's, you know, it's going to fluctuate between these two teams, but I surprisingly, I mean, I have the Warriors at number two. Ooh, that's an interesting take. It don't matter, bro. The Warriors could be number nine, and they'll still make the playoffs somehow. You know what I mean? So I, I think uh, they have, the, they have the, the winning team right now. You know, they are the team to beat, and they're going to be waiting for DeMarcus to come around, I believe, Christmas. Maybe sometime next year. Sometime, yeah. So they're going to be okay. They don't really have to worry about team chemistry yet. And, uh, bro, when you have five All-Stars in one team, I don't think it should be that hard to, you know, have a a, 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 a chemistry problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with you. Um, we don't know when will DeMarcus Cousin come back, but if healthy, if he can be anything like he was early on in the season last year for the Pelicans, look out. Mm-hmm. And um, – you know, Jordan Bell's looking really good, too. I, I've seen some great more things he's putting in. Not, not just that. My boy is doing dribble pull-ups from the three-point line, <laughs> thinking he's Steph Curry. And I'm like, all right, anything is possible, Jordan. I do you. Okay, okay. All right. And obviously, I'm assuming you've got the Rockets at number one. Why? The Houston Rockets. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even tell you. You know what I mean? I feel like. Yeah, they have the MVP, James Harden. They have one of the most brilliant point guards in Chris Paul. And now signing Carmelo on paper, 
they're a good team. Like on 2K, they, they should be great. But it all depends on if Carmelo can humble himself, if he's ready to take a lesser role to be a big two and a half. Uh, they basically lost Ariza to pick up uh, Carmelo, which is which is good. You know, it should be good on paper, but none of this is solidified. You know, so are you, all- not, are you not afraid of the reason that they they lost Ariza, which who's a three and D guy who could play defense and offense for a liability like a Carmelo? I feel like anything Ariza can do, PJ Tucker can kind of do the same. You know what I right. mean? Like PJ Tucker can hoop, he can play D, he can shoot. You know, they're not really they didn't lose a lot out of Ariza. And Carmelo, he he's a baller. He's a baller. I'm never going to major disrespect him, but at the same time, he does need to tighten up. He does need to know that People aren't doubting you for no reason, bro. Just because you yell, F out of here, let me get this rebound, and then go to miss a three-point shot. Like, you got to do better. You know what I mean? And I think I think it all comes down to who's running the helm, and that has to be Chris Paul. That has to be Chris Paul. He has to keep Carmelo in check with a, a, a pick-and-roll, a pick-and-pop situation. And, I mean, you know, Harden loves – Harden's going to be hard. Harden's chilling at the end of the day. He will get you 30 on your head any night, you know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 30 and so 30. I, right? I think he's going to be all right. Okay. Okay. All right. That That's some interesting teams and some interesting take in, in the top eight there. Um, So I guess it's it's my turn to, to turn in my list here. So I'll start off mm-hmm. just like you did with number eight. So I've got the Denver Nuggets at eight. And um, mm-hmm. I've got the Denver Nuggets at eight. I love the addition of Isaiah Thomas, a veteran leader. You've got Jokic, who gave a big extension, five years, 148 mil. You've got Harden. You've got Gary Harris and Jamal Murray, a very underrated backcourt. They love each other, too. I love their chemistry, man. They have, they have like, that friendship on and off the court. And you already know that boy Jamal Murray. When he's on his game, when he, he, he's going to be a little more consistent this year, I think. And he's going to hoop. He's going to hoop. I'm excited to see Definitely. them play. I'm excited to see um, the Denver back in the playoffs. I think that this is their year. And, um, yeah, it was just unfortunate for them that Minnesota <laughs> beat them the last game. But this year they'll make amends for that and they'll get that eight seed. Um, right? Seven, and, like, go for it. Go I've for it. I've got the Portland Trailblazers. And it's – I was hoping. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy because Terry Scott's a very underrated coach. You can say whatever you want about him, um, but he's had production. You're talking about one of the most, one of the more productive backcourts in the NBA and Lillard and McCullum. I know you know need production at the four position with a three or a four, but I do think that with McCullum, with CJ and Nurkic, who's a competent center inside, I think that the Blazers will still do enough to get in the playoffs. Yeah, and let me let me play on that. The only reason I didn't put Portland, although it hurts me, because you know who's my favorite player of all time, bro? Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. Like I love, I've loved Portland, but they're just they've always been one small forward away. And and if Carmelo would have gone there, it would have been perfect for them. That's exactly what they needed. Or even Braun, dare I say? But like Damian. You know, he doesn't deserve what he's getting right now. A bunch of scrutiny, a bunch of, like, possible trade talks. Yeah, right for what? Like, he is 
he's a baller. He can he can who and people and people I, tend to forget that he made all first team last year. Uh, but that's not enough, you know. You got cut from Team USA, so that's that's all people are gonna remember. Yeah, which sucks. And, and Dame and CJ, you know, I I that beef, quote unquote beef, with CJ and KD about the podcast, and KD had the nerve to tell him, you know, don't worry about what's going on at the top. Like that's that's that's, that's kind of true. As much as I hate to agree with that snake, uh, it's true, you know. And and, and if I it's don't. <laughs> If I don't see that they can produce more for, for Damian and CJ, I don't think Alfred Camino, no disrespect, is going to cut it. You know what I mean? I don't think that he's the three that they're looking for to magically have them win a champion. And, and they thought that Harkless could be that guy coming out of Orlando, and he just hasn't turned out to be that guy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But he, he does play good D, and he got that – you know that thing about his contract, about, like, if he hit a certain amount of threes, like, a year, he'd get paid a little bit more. Yeah, they give him a certain amount of, like, extra bonus or incentive. <laughs> that, that, you can't play like that either, man. I don't, if I'm really trying to win a championship, I don't care about how much money you're paying me. I'm out here. I'm trying to hoop. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get buckets, not bucks, you know? Right, right. Okay. All right. So, at six, I've got the San Antonio Spurs. I Tony Parker to the Charlotte Hornets, um, but the arrival of DeMar DeRozan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, they're going to lose something without Danny Green on defense and on shooting, but I like DeMar DeRozan with Patty Mills, Lonnie Walker, a very underrated point guard, and teams are going to know who Lonnie Walker is, arguably one of the best point guards that came out of this draft. You still got Paul Gasol and LaMarcus inside. Um, you did lose Kawhi Leonard. Um one of the top five players in the NBA. But if anybody in the NBA, any coach in the NBA can coach un, you know, <laughs> underestimated talent and, and not Pop. with a lot of time, Popovich. And, Pop, and what do we know with Popovich resume? He's always there at the end of the year. You can never count out the San Antonio Spurs, let alone not even have him in a playoff. I've got the Spurs at six. My question for you, though, Sebi, and, you know, I know how much you love Patty Buckets. I know how much you love Patty Mills. That's right. Um, but truly, it comes down to the development of De- DeJounte Murray, you know? Like, right. I, I haven't seen enough from him to be like, wow, DeJounte Murray, he's good. Like, I've seen his girlfriend. I've seen him this summer <laughs> posting up with him supermodel girlfriend. But, like, you know, let me see. Are, are you capable – of going night in and night out and guarding the the Damian Lillards, the Steph Currys, all, all of those guys. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the West has a lot of tough backcourts. Um, yeah. This is what I'm banking on. I'm banking on Popovich and his development for players because what we know about Popovich is there's nobody better in the business and developing players and getting the best out of them when other coaches can't. So I'm banking on, you know, Pujak Popovich and his staff to perhaps get Dejounte Murray a jump shot, get him um, a three point shot. You know, we remember when Tony Parker came in the league, he didn't have a, a, that's a, true. And what do we know now? In 2007, he won Finals MVP. He's arguably one of the top um, point guards throughout his career. So I'm banking on the development of Greg Popovich and his staff as well as his coaching. That's why I got six. And Tony's going to be nice for Charlotte off the bench, you know, because when Kemba does get tired, as as underrated as Kemba, 
gonna talk about the East. I get it, but like he's gonna be nice. He's Charlotte. Charlotte got a steal in Tony Park. They did, they did, and I think Demar Derozan. I think Popovich is gonna get the best of him too. Um, I've been hearing a lot of things that oh, Demar can't shoot a three point jumper. Watch out, folks. Watch out. Uh, I I have seen a couple of videos of him and Pop playing around at the uh, USA, you know, open training gyms camps. Or stuff, or training camps and whatnot. And I like it a lot, you know. I, I like that they're already building that chemistry that apparently him and Kawhi did not have because DeMar has a personality, you know, like as, as, as much as Kawhi does not. And Pop has a, a pretty big personality too. I think that if they get on the right foot and he trusts – Demarcus, or not sorry, Demarcus, uh, uh, Demar with that offense, it'll be something nice. It'll yeah. be something. And nice. it's not like it's gonna be a bad team. You still got Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. That's a good one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah. I'll go off with my number five here, and this is where it was pretty interesting because I wanted to put the Lakers in this spot. I wanted to put the Lakers in this spot, but I felt like I would disrespect Braun. And I can do that. So I actually your team, your Utah Jazz in number five. I love, I love me some Donovan Mitchell. Doesn't he remind yes. you of a, a clone of a young Dwayne Wade? He does, man. He's just I, I love how can you not love him? You know, I've seen a lot of stuff that he's been doing this offseason, helping kids in his summer camps and just random people paying people's phone bills. Like he's a modern day superhero. And, and just that's exactly what the jazz deserved. As much as it killed me that they lost Gordon Hayward, you know how mad I was. I know you were. like to pick up Donovan Mitchell and to have him blow up the way he has. And and Ricky Ricky Rubio is running that team to perfection, bro. That pick and roll with Favors or Gobert. Right. Watch He's that. always been steady. Watch always it. been steady. Oh, love it. Love it. I, I love the Jazz too. I think that when I'm ranking my top coaches, I've got Pop at one. I got Brad Stevens at two, not to be biased. And I've got um uh Snyder right there. I think he's a phenomenal coach. He doesn't let, get a lot of recognition because not a lot of people or the national view get to see Utah Jazz games. He's a great coach. You talk about favors and Gobert, um, the stifle tower. I mean, he, he's just an enforcer <laughs> inside just himself. Grayson Allen, he, he's probably going to be a spot-up three-point shooter, but he's going to be one deadly three-point shooter. And I think Snyder is going to help him with his off the court issues and off on the court behaviors and stuff. So I think he'll get the best of, of Grayson Allen. Ricky, Ricky Rubio comes back healthy. The Jazz are primed to make a run in the West. Bro, and, and talking on Grayson, you know, don't be don't be surprised when Donovan Mitchell busts bus through the lane, puts it out to Grayson, pump fake. Get out of his way. Get out of his way because oh, yeah. he will put it on your head. He will put it on your noggin. Look <laughs> at some bodies. Yeah, so definitely I've got Utah at five. Um, and, and I think they, they're one of those serious contenders that's that's probably gonna surprise a lot of teams if they don't really look out for um, I love I love them because they are a team. You know what I mean? Like that's why the Jazz, not the Jazz, the Spurs have gotten so far throughout the NBA history is because they've been known as a team. You know what I mean? Not one player really outshines the other, not trying to ever disrespect. Tim Duncan or the general, you know, but like 
Utah just has this unselfish core, and they genuinely love each other. I see all the comments on IG of Joe Ingles flaming his teammates, Donovan Mitchell <laughs> making fun of Rudy Gobert, and it's just like, you know, playing on a basketball team, I know how much that is appreciated, how much goes. And another thing that we can't forget with um, Coach Snyder-led teams is that they're defensive-minded. You can you can book it that they will be top five in every defensive statistic this year. Absolutely. He was defensive player for a year. And and you know how I like to play with the Jazz. We block and we run. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I've got Utah at five. So I'll go here at number four. Number four, I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not really believing in the hype. I'm not. What I'm banking on is LeBron James. I'm thinking of LeBron James figuring it out. I, I Maybe it's not early in the season. Maybe they go through some adversity in midseason. They start hitting their strides. But I'm banking on LeBron James and, and Kuzma and Brandon Ingram, the development of Brandon Ingram. Josh Hart, phenomenal role in this past summer league here. I'm thinking on these young guys to um, buy into what LeBron is teaching them as their mentor and, and Luke Walton. He's in the hot seat now. There's, there's no, you know, excuse now. He didn't have talent. Now he has LeBron and the development of these young guys. So Luke Walton is definitely in the hot seat. Magic Johnson in the hot seat. I've got the Lakers before. They could slide. I may be wrong. But I'm banking on LeBron James figuring it out. You know, I'm almost hurt that you did not say Lonzo Ball. You did not mention Lonzo Ball. And that's... Oh, no, no, no. Lonzo Ball as well. I mean, he's already got a chip on his shoulder with his big daddy. So, <laughs> you know, you know that the, the chip is on him because, you know, he's going to get scrutinized this year because if he shoots poorly like he did last year, under 20% from the three-point line, they're going to come after him with some heat. So development of Lonzo is definitely pivotal. And we're uncertain if he's going to start because Rondo's here. So there's a lot to be seen with Lonzo Ball this season. So he's definitely going to be under the spotlight. And you can't hide under the spotlight in L.A. There's just no way. Listen, man, with Lonzo, like, I know his jump shot is ugly. Everyone yeah. knows his jump shot is ugly. He can, he can literally, literally not drive right and shoot due to the mechanics of his jump shot. But Magic, I feel like Magic really isn't kidding when he says that he trusts his team. That's why he went and got playmakers. That's why he went and got Rondo and Lance Stevenson because they're going to drive. And Lonzo's a big dude, too. You know, he could play the two easily. And it's going to be weird with getting minutes with Kuz and Hart, who has been phenomenal. But, like, as long as LeBron James is that nucleus, yeah, you believed in the hype way more than I did. You have him at four. I put him at eight. You know, I'd say you guys have a lot to prove. You have a damn near new team. You got to show, you got to show me, you know, that you love saying that you got to show me. Because I, I think they also got veterans too, that they can lean on with Lance Stevenson, Caldwell Pope. That's a, a that's a good shooter. JaVel McGee. I'm not a big fan of JaVel McGee, but Hey, he's a body. He can help. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of I'm, this three-year project that, Magic and LeBron is in LeBron's is LeBron himself is going to win at least 30 games. So it's just, you know, is he going to get a lot of help or is he just going to get a lot of role players on him? <laughs> no, nah, nah, I don't think so. I think 
that with the Lakers are ballers. You know, they are ballers. Like Kuz is a baller. Hart is a baller. But Ingram, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned Ingram. You know, and and let me tell you. So uh, there's this guy named Wadge. Uh, not not Wadge. Everyone knows Adrian Wadge. Whatever. Uh, Rob Paris on Twitter. I don't know if you follow him, but he's a big NBA podcast mogul as well. And he had this this weird trade idea to send um, Lonzo Ingram and somebody and like a pick for Lillard and Lance Thomas getting Jimmy Butler involved to the Knicks. Like a whole it was it was a four team chaos. That's interesting. It is. It is. But at the same time, like. Why? 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 Why is Lonzo in this trade talk? Like they have enough guards right now. The Lakers are fine. My biggest thing is okay. So when Javale comes off the bench, they have Mo Wagner, right? He's a center, correct? Wagner, yep. Um, he's he's nice. He's nice. I think I think I think that he could play that five as well. And Zubach, like they're not going to be a defensive team, and that's they're not. That's, they're not. The Lakers are not going to be a defensive in Luke Walton's DNA, and that's and that's why I had them so low as well. Because, bro, if you cannot play defense in the West, you will get blown out by sixty, bro. Like <laughs> the the Warriors are not playing with you. The Warriors, they don't. They do not care if you are crying about. Well, they're a super team. Okay, do beat us. They're, they're, they do not care, and that's the thing. You think that the Lakers are this, well, they might win this year. No, no, they're not. You know, they have something to prove, and uh, so does every other team in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. So the jury's still on the Lakers. I have them at four, but I, I may be wrong. I'm just banking on LeBron. So I, I'll jump here to my top three. Um, I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously, the big news is Paul George resigning for that massive four-year, $139 million contract. Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook and Paul George, what a one-two punch. And then I love the addition of um, Schroeder as a nice, competent backup for Russell Westbrook. Adams is there. I think they needed to get away from Melo just a little bit because Donovan, uh, Donovan, uh, Coach Donovan, is wants to play defense. And he wants to spread the floor, just like he did back in Florida, um, spacing and pacing. So I think Thunder got better. Um, I love the additions that they have. Jeremy Grant, um, he doesn't have a jump shot, but I, I think he's he's a good inside player for them. I've got the, the Thunder at three. I think this is the year that a come-out party for Melo, uh, not Melo, for Paul George and Russell Wilson. Mm. And let's, let, me, let me just say something. I know you're probably getting PTSD of, of – me dropping 30 with Paul George, you know, in 2K. But let me tell you something. Paul George is the smoothest player I have seen since Joe Johnson. Like, he is always – he's just always in control. It really seems like he's never phased, except when Joe Ingles is guarding him. But, like, he's he's always so smooth. And I feel like if he brings that smoothness to complement Russell Westbrook's Nah, explosiveness with Dennis Schroeder holding the backcourt down as well. When when Russell does get tired, bro. It, OKC. I'm glad that we both put OKC at three. You know, we yeah, both we see OKC at three. And also, people forget the return of uh, Andre. Yeah. That's right. I think that Oklahoma City will be a top ten on offense and a top ten team on defense. Man, you tried. Ask anybody that guards him. Roberson doesn't guard you. He gets in and up in your skin. 
and and he's one of those pesky. He's like a gnat. He gets under your skin and he doesn't give you no airspace to to live. I I think Oklahoma City got better. That jump shot though, you you said that J- J- Jeremy Grant can't shoot. Boy, Roberson's jump shot straight doo doo, bro. I gotta take Roberson's jump. I gotta die with Roberson's jump shot over Jeremy Grant. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. It was a weird injury, too, and I hope that he does come back better, you know, and stronger. Shout out to anyone who got hurt, Gordon Hayward, Porzingis. But, like, hopefully that jump shot comes back a little better, too, because, frankly, they're going to need spot-up shooters. They are. They are. Because they don't really have a lot of shooters, like pure shooters, on the team. So, I, I think that that's something that they may need to address. I don't know if they'll get somebody off the market, but... I do see lack of shooters on their team, and they need shooters. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so at number two, I've got the Houston Rockets. They won 65 games last season. This is what teams and opponents in the Western Conference are going against. James Harden and Chris Paul. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-huh. Those two guys, five. And, and let me reiterate that. Five all-first-team selections. That's what you're going up against. You're going against you're going up against two Hall of Famers, arguably the reigning defending MVP and James Harden. You're going against a first ballot Hall of Famer in Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And, and and just that backcourt is deadly. We can both acknowledge that that's the best backcourt in the NBA, hands down. Oh hot take, hot take. Hot take. I, I mean, bro, there's so many good backcourts out there. Like we were just talking about OKC, like I think when it comes down to it, if OK, OKC don't want no smoke. No, no, no. Houston don't want no smoke with OKC. If they meet in the playoffs, I got OKC winning that strictly because strictly because Russell Westbrook's going to out-hustle Chris Paul. Although I hate – I do not like Russell Westbrook. He takes major brain farts, and, and it's going to come down to who can stay healthy. Unfortunately, Chris Paul, you know, my dude – Injury prone. Um, James Harden versus Paul George. I got Paul George winning that matchup. So, although I did put the, the Rockets above them, it really does come down to Carmelo Anthony, and that's a, that's a huge And yes, and, and that's where I was going to touch in, because the arrival of Carmelo Anthony, uh, that's where I think that not, they may not win 65 this year. They may win or somewhere around 56, 57. Uh, just because you're not getting the defense that Ariza gives you and in Baba Mute. People don't talk about him. I know he can't shoot or do anything else. He's only good for defense. But he was a key component to Rocket's success last year. And what do we know about D'Antoni offenses? They're straight mm. off, straight mm. offense, kick in space, <laughs> drive in, kick out. Carmelo Anthony fits perfect in that offense. Well, just like you said, you're in the Western Conference. You got to guard somebody. My fear in my Achilles here for the Rockets is are they going to be as good as they were last year on defense when they were top five and man you know that that is tough but like Melo Melo has the privilege of being like a four you know what I mean not many good power forwards are left in the NBA you know oh, if is a four the western any power forward in the western conference is in trouble nobody can can, can guard him at the four Exactly. So, so Melo should be okay. It's just, it's tough. It's tough because I feel like we all.
<laughs> and I think that bringing back Capella, although I think he's overpaid, um, with that big contract is huge because if they lost Capella, their rim protector inside and arguably one of their best pick and roll players with CP and Harden, that was going to be huge. So bringing back Capella is huge. I'm not really a big fan of him because he can't do anything other than you know, score inside and block shots, but he's huge for what they do. Uh, yeah, man. And I, I, at the end of the day, I think they're going to be all right. They're, they're just the Rockets. You know, they'll find a way. Chris Paul will find a way. James Harden. They still got good defense. Gerald Green off the bench, Eric Gordon, who's, who's instant offense off the Oof. bench. So they still got players. Facts, facts. All right. And obviously, the reigning defending champions. The Phoenix State Suns. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden State Warriors at one. Um, it's tough to win back to back. And it's even tougher to three peat. Ask Michael Jordan, ask the, uh, you know, the great Laker teams in the 80s, ask the great Celtics team in the late 80s, um, ask Kobe how hard it is to 3 P. So I do think that Golden State may not win, you know, 67, 65. They'll probably be around the 61, to, you know, 59 range. They'll probably, you know, sit some games out, take a couple of sabbaticals. But when one playoff time comes, you're, you're basically fake. Mm-hmm. Stars in Draymond, Clay, KD, and Steph. So um, they're not as deep as years, but make no mistake about it. Golden State is still the you know top dog in the NBA, and still the team to beat. Top dogs, top dogs. Like they're just oh man. Let me ask you a question. What what is it that makes Golden State so hard to beat and so hard to defend? Do you think it's the tactician and the scheme that Steve Kerr puts out there, or is it just that he has great players? And he's just been at the top? <laughs> um, they just be shooting, bro. That's <laughs> that's the, that's the best I can tell you. Like, there's not much you could do when you're trading twos for threes, and then even then, you're trying to match them three for three. Unless you're the Rockets and unless everybody is firing on all cylinders, you're not going to outshoot the Warriors. Because if you do manage to set, shut down Steph, you got to worry about Clay. And if you do manage to shut down Steph and Clay, you got to worry about KD. And if you do somehow manage to shut down Steph, Clay, KD, I'm not even going to talk about Draymond, but whatever. You have to worry about DeMarcus Cousins now because he can get you buckets inside. He can get you buckets outside. So which it's really pick your poison. Which way are you trying to lose? You know? Exactly. And how scary that can be. The, the, not only the Golden State Warriors potentially next season are going to come out with five all-star as they're starting five. They all shoot over 35% from three. Oh, Think man. Let's just let that marinate. Think I'm frustrated <laughs> for the other teams in the West. Like, <laughs> good luck. Good GG. Luck. Very tough, very tough. So, folks, that was right there, our takes on the Western Conference. We may be right, we may be wrong. We're only, you know, commentators and analysts. So let us know what you think here in Sebi's podcast. Remember, folks, whether you're on air or online, Sebi's podcast is wherever you go. Everywhere you go. Marks here, Angel. I, I, you know I didn't put um, the uh, Wolves in the playoffs. I think they'll regress from this year. Um, and another surprising team, I think Phoenix are going to be I was a then bro. You literally took the words when you said any last remarks. I was I'm 
I was about to shout out Devin Booker. I love that dude, bro. I really do. You know, and my heart, it, it, it breaks for him because he said, I'm tired of not making the playoffs. And it's like, Dev, I feel you, but you're going to have to be tired a little bit more, man, because I can't even tell you who's Phoenix head coach. Not even sure. Exactly, bro. Who, what, Brandon Knight? I would say I like the direction that the team is going. Uh, Aiton, their top overall pick. Miles Bridges. Um, Josh Jackson is in his second season. And he made – he can't shoot, but he made significant strides throughout March and April at the end of the season last year. He was really scoring for them. So I think the direction for Phoenix is bright, but um, they just don't have any point guards. I think that's going to be their Achilles heel. Bro, my hottest take is that I hope – Phoenix comes out and somehow outworks, outworks whoever it is that's at the eighth. I hope they outwork the Lakers specifically. I hope they outwork Braun, and I hope that they take them. They're like y'all thought, y'all thought just because you had Braun James. No, we wanted it more, but you know, I doubt it. <laughs> Got you. Welcome, guys. Well, folks, this is the end here, Sebi's podcast, um, our Western Conference preview. Make sure you listen and check it out here. Um, last thanks here for my man and angel all the way from Lincoln, Nebraska. And folks, hope to see you soon on another episode. This is X Podcast. Peace.